Hello, everyone, and welcome to These Amazing Places podcast and themousemoment.com. Uh, this is Adam, and uh, here's Doug with what we're doing this week. All right, and once again, Adam is uh, in the studio with me, and uh, it's not quite as freezing this week. So anyway, what are we talking about this week? We'll be uh, going over some news, recent news that's come up in and out of the parks. We're going to do then, uh, we're going to cover an email that we got from a uh, listener, and that has to do with gift cards and how those now can and cannot be used. I should, really should say how they can be used because they can. There's really no way that they cannot be used. Almost so, uh, and then we're going to go into the logistics of taking kids into the park. This is show number three hundred and thirty-three for the week of Sunday, July nineteenth, two thousand fifteen. You're listening to the Mouse Moment. Find us at themousemoment.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at YouTube.com/theseamazingplaces, Facebook.com/theseamazingplaces, Twitter.com/amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. with some news. Uh, I think Doug's going to run with the news and I'll kind of make some comments. I've been paying attention to some of the stuff that's come out, but uh, yeah. Okay, first thing is, uh, the Boathouse, uh, before we even go into this, I'm going to let you know that we will be doing a food review and many food reviews, but the Boathouse will be one of those when Roy gets back. Uh, Roy actually ate at several places this last trip. One of those places was the Boathouse, and so he is excited about doing a review on that with us. The news for the Boathouse of this week is that they're now offering pass holder discounts uh, and Disney Vacation Club discounts. It did not say that in the line. Uh, let's see here. Okay, at lunch from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., the discount is 15%, and dinner from 4 p.m., the discount is 10%. Uh, savings can also oh, be had on the Amphicar Tours on uh, Village Lake. So Amphicar Tour is $125, so they give you 10% on that. You still save $12.50. Hey, any, any savings <laughs> yeah. for that place, though, yeah. you know? Yeah, but you know what, too? The Amphicars, I've seen, they, I think they put three people in the yep. car at one time, and it's still the same $125. Yep. And so if you take three people and split it that way or whatever, it looks like a fun time. Um, I know, I, I think we talked about it. I talked about it with Roy uh, in one section of the show and said, I watched somebody's video of being in the Amphicar, and after about the first 10 minutes of a 30-minute ride, I was like, uh, okay, that yeah, it? that's it, that's it, that's, that's fun, but now yeah. I'm ready to get out of the car. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so we will be doing, uh, we'll be doing a, a, a deeper review of the, of the Boathouse. Okay, uh, next thing, I'm going to cover just quickly uh, full menus at the 2015 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. I don't want to go through all of the menus of the different places. So let's see. I'll just run through a few of them. In Africa, they're going to have a Burberry-style beef tenderloin tips with onion, jalapenos, tomato, and pap. Pap. If you go back and you listen to the show, I want to say it's like 290, 291 that uh, Cameron and I did. His favorite thing that he ate in Boma was pap. Oh, nice. So, and all it is is uh, grits. Oh, so, cool. Anyway, uh... Let's see here. They have a cheese studio, which is, of course, you know, many cheeses. Kind of like the charcuterie place that they had when you and I were there. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was it was, um, it was all about cheeses. Yeah, but it was its own kiosk. So that's right. interesting. I heard I heard this year there's a couple of more countries. I forget. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get to it, but it's it, fine. It doesn't seem like they've, they've kind of separated out countries here. I'll go through just a few of these. Australia, they're going to have, amongst other things, uh, grilled sweet and spicy bushberry shrimp with pineapple, peppers, onions. And snap peas, grilled lamb chop with mint pesto and potato crunchies. Uh, let's see here. Belgium, they have their probably the waffle. The waffle. Stuff like that, <laughs> that sells like mad. Brazil. I think Brazil was returning. Oh. Uh, I think that they skipped to 2014, and now they're coming back for this year, I think. Cool. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Brazil, they don't give a lot of information here. Canada will have the steak. That uh, it's the uh, La Cellier. La Cellier wild mushroom beef filet mignon with truffle oh, butter sauce. Yeah. Cameron and I got that 
Cameron and I both got it. It was like eight dollars and twenty five cents, but it was really good. And it was like um, one swallow. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe two. Maybe two. Yeah, we don't take big swallows. It might have been two. Uh, I can't. Yeah, it was really good. But it was worth it. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. China. Uh, Connor and I kind of ate this. I think the China thing. They're they're serving a lot of stuff in China on the. Um, oh, it's like the weird kind of. Uh, uh, looks not like a toasted bun, but like a steamed bun. If I would just read this, it probably says, yeah, I can't even, it's like a goalie beef slider is what they have. A Beijing roasted duck. Oh, in a steamed bun with hoisin sauce. Okay. So they did not have duck, but they had something else on it when Connor and I were there. Um, craft beers will be back. That's probably going to be in the Odyssey. Yeah. You know, that's pretty good. I mean, uh, Dominican Republic, I think is one of the other oh, yeah. newer ones. That's a newer one. So uh, roasted pork with mango, pickled red onion and avocado. I think the point is just uh, as Doug goes to the next article here, it's just, uh, you know, check out some of the new uh, offerings if you are interested in going to Food and Wine Festival. But in reality, this thing is uh, growing and growing. I forget what how many original countries when they first came Wasn't out. but It was like 20. Oh, you mean when it first started? When it first came out. It was but like then 14. And now since like when. 28. I remember 30. back when we were there in 2010, I think it was like 20 or 25. And I'm sure it it's 28. 28? Because I remember uh, uh, Roy saying to us through text, how much can you guys eat? And we said we're going to go until yeah, we've covered we all just 27 kept going. or 28. Yeah, yeah. So. But anyway, uh, they keep adding. And of course, there's, you know, it's, and of course, everybody knows that it is now also seems to be expanding to the Flower and Garden Festival as well, even though they're not calling it the Food and Wine Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah, at some <laughs> but, point, uh, they just got to mash them together. And... Yeah, so good stuff there at Epcot. So uh, Okay, uh, next, Ice Palace Boutique. We talked about this on the last show. Yeah. This is a little more information, though, about it. It will be joining the Frozen Summer Fun at Disney's Hollywood Studios later this month. And it actually will open. On July 26th, the guests can be from 3 to 12, can undergo a Frozen-inspired transformation. Uh, Frozen Summer Fun Boutique Package, $75. Uh, You can go through, and there's a lot of different things that you're going to get with that, with makeup, stuff like that. You can get an Ice Palace Boutique Package, which is $175. You can get an Ice Palace Boutique Deluxe Package, which is $240. I'm going to, let's read what that one is. This package, the Ice Palace Boutique Deluxe Package, package, this package includes an Anna or Elsa costume, plus the items offered in the Ice Palace Boutique. (laughs) Oh, wow. So basically, you're getting a dress for the difference between uh, a dress and a few more things, the difference between $75 and $240. There's also an Olaf-inspired package uh, that includes a glitter hairstyle. Olaf t-shirt reservations are not required for this package. And will only be available on site or at that location. So anyway, if you're interested in this, reservations open 7 a.m. July 17th or, or on uh, 40, or call 407-827-7400. The location may be able to accommodate guests without reservations on, limited, on a limited first come, first serve basis each day. Don't bet on it. Yep. Nope. If anybody's been there and you've been around the frozen stuff at all, I people can talk all they want Yeah. Uh, about how... Frozen's just wore out and we're tired of it. Nope. Go early. No way. When you get near the parks. Go early. Yeah, those kids are insane. There are kids that are in Disney now that have seen Frozen and haven't been to Disney since they've seen Frozen. So there you go. They're there for that purpose and that purpose alone. So this boutique will be available for a limited time through to the conclusion of Frozen Summer Fun on September 7th, 2015. So if you're there after that then don't plan on getting your kids in to do that. Unless they extend it. They may yeah. extend it. Or they may add it to the Bippity-Boppity-Boutique areas and stuff like that. Because I'm and sure, I, I'm I sure they will. I extending this. Oh, I, well, either that or they'll add the dresses to the Bippity-Boppity-Boutique. So. Okay. Right. And I can't find the story offhand, but you said you knew something about it. Uh, there's an update to iOS where you can now use Touch yes. from your iPhone. Apple or? iOS update came out. Uh, it was like a week ago, I think. And essentially what that allows is if you know anything about the newer iOS devices, the iPhones, uh, I think it came out with the iPhone 5S uh, was the first one, and now the 6 has it. And I think the iPads have it if you're going to take an iPad. But uh, the app now allows for authentication through the finger, 
uh, touch. So that what that basically means is you don't have to remember your password, which is so awesome. That's really that's so. Awesome. You just yeah. push the fingerprint, and uh, it'll authenticate through your fingerprint. It's uh, it's very common. In fact, if you know anything about it and you messed with it before, or maybe nobody does this. In fact, I don't know. Do you even know this? Uh, Amazon has done this on their app. So when I go to purchase something on Amazon with the Amazon app, all I have to do is use my fingerprint and it will log me in and I don't have to do anything with remembering passwords and things I did like not. that. I don't think I knew that. So um, it may be integrated with, I'm not sure, but it may be integrated with the um, iCloud keychain, which is something that Apple does anyway. So, and I, you know, I'm a, mem- I'm a member. I have enabled that on my accounts. Uh, it basically stores passwords. So if, uh, yeah, anyway. I haven't done with it, but I, I was in the parks, believe it or not, and I got logged out, and my password is pretty pretty long for the uh, parks app, and so I had to look it up, log it in, but it would have been nice to be able to just hit my thumb and oh, yeah. log it in and be done with it. Well, because okay. it's, yeah, it, it, it logs you out a lot. That's what it kept doing to me at the time. Really? Yeah. I had only had it one time. It logged me out in the eight days that I was there. Okay. So. Well, that's good. But, uh, that's yeah. good news. Oh, but, yeah. In fact, maybe I should... Uh, I, I don't just, want to go on about it, but yeah. I was going to talk about the Wi-Fi and how things were, but we'll do that another show. Definitely. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I think we're we done with news. To, yeah. yeah, we're yeah, done that with That is it for the news. So we're going to move on to an email that we got from a listener. His name is Robert, uh, Robert Parker. So don't worry, Robert. I'm not going to give you your email address and everything away. So anyway, uh, Robert actually said this. My family is planning to head down to Disney uh, December 5th through the 12th. Last time we went, I made use of uh, two $500 Disney gift cards by paying for my ticket and my wife's chi- uh, wife and children's tickets in two separate transactions. Technically, he's doing what we do. Um, we have stores close to us that sell Disney gift cards, and they we go in and buy them, and you get fuel perks. And so this is a big deal within Central Ohio, even into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so he, he since he had done that some time ago. He, I should just read the rest of the way through this or I'm not going to. I remember hearing you said on the podcast a while back, some talk about the gift cards at Giant Eagle, which is a local store. And remember Doug talking about Disney reps knowing you were from Ohio because you were using gift cards. And that's, that's the truth. Yeah. Because I was, I think I was paying for annual pass or doing something (laughs) like that. So, and the girl, the lady said, oh, annual pass and you're using, oh, you're from Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So that's hilarious. She put it together quickly. So. Uh, she said, okay, he said, the web, the website limits you to one gift card per transaction. Uh, he had a $500 one, so it limited to that. So let's say, and I just went through this again. Let's say you're, uh, you're booking just room. Uh, or let's say you're booking a package and the package is $2,500. Well, they don't really sell $2,500 gift card. In fact, he says his was around three grand. So pretty close. Um, so what you're going to do is you can't just go on there and use, uh, six, six uh, $500 cards mm-hmm. to pay for your whole trip at one time. It'll only take one gift card at a time or at that transaction. After that, uh, I guess I should just get into and keep saying what Robert found so that I'm not actually saying it myself. Go ahead. Uh, okay. He said he called Disney. At first, he had heard me say on the show that you could go to a Disney gift, uh, Disney store yep. and that they would take multiples of cards and they would turn them into one. Yep. I had heard that on another reputable show. It was the Diz. Uh, but that is no longer true because he called the store, which is kind of what I said to him. Hey, you might try doing this, call the store and see if they'll do it. Of course they told him, no, they no longer do that. Now I did something (laughs) different, but you finish up and I'll I'll say my two cents. Basically called Disney and what they told him is that over the phone, you might use multiple gift cards if you're paying for a package. And that is the truth. We just did it. So you can continue to call them, call them, call them and make a payment, whatever. Every time you buy a couple of gift cards, call them, make a payment on your thing, and they'll do that without any problem at all. Uh, you can only use uh, one gift card and a credit card if you're paying through the website uh, at a time. Uh, online, through my Disney experience, you could use multiple gift cards on a package by making separate payment installments before the pay in full date. And I think, because I haven't done a package in a long time, but the last time I remember doing a package, I was able to do that. Yes. And so I do remember putting multiple You can do that. Mm-hmm. So that must be one of the, the pluses that they give you if you're actually doing a full package yep. and not just doing a room. Because you owe $200 when you book the package, as long as you're out enough in advance. Now, right. if you're crammed up right against your deadline and you have to pay it all in full, it might be a different story. Okay, but. I feel like I ripped through that really quick. So to summarize that, yeah. first of all, 
we buy gift cards. Uh, many people can get those in their store. And for whatever reason, a lot of people will buy them from their local grocery store, wherever they have them, and they take those to the parks or they pay with their, their trip for uh, with those gift cards. Um, the thing that Robert found out is when going to the website, if you're not paying for a package, you can only use one gift card and then they wanted to use a credit card or something like that at that point. You could no longer use another gift card through the website. Um, so he found out then that at first he thought, because I had said it on an earlier show, take your gift cards to multiples of gift cards to a Disney store and they'll turn them into one gift card amount. They no longer do that. So don't try that if you hear that on another okay. show. But I so, have something to add to that, though, okay. so, that that I don't know. I didn't do it this last trip, but I did it uh, a while back. So maybe this isn't valid anymore. But I went to Guest Relations and consolidated my cards. So they did that for me. They did. At okay. Guest Relations. I was in the Magic Kingdom Guest Relations. So I'm not sure. But now if you're trying to pay for your room ahead of time, yeah, here's, then you're going to have to. Yeah, so there's something else too. I've got a, a several things on my mind. I should have told well, you this good. ahead of time. No, this is great. All right. So, um, so that you can try that. I would go to Guest Relations. Don't go to a store. Um, get it all consolidated because you can pay for everything, almost everything with your gift card. I don't want to say everything because there might be something. Actually, here's a perk for you. Parking. I used a gift card for parking. So. See, I, I haven't yeah. found a thing yet that I yeah. can use a gift card. Okay. Uh, actually, wait a minute. Some, Some little kiosks, the stands. Yeah. I think you, you couldn't use it. Well, you couldn't one time use it like at the... the um, oh, like uh, a, the egg roll stand. Like a snack cart or something. Yeah, but I think you can now. So. Okay. Um, Good research project. There was one... The credit card machine was down that we had to use cash at, but okay. that nothing worked there. The, the Even trick magic out of that, band, though, so. is use your magic. Oh, the, so the magic band wasn't. Yeah, the right. whole thing was down, but they were okay. out of their thing wasn't working. So anyway. Okay. Um. All right. So other than that, uh, here one other thing I want to say before you book when you're booking your trip, and that is to use the online Disney savings account. Um, if you know anything about that, it allows you to create a savings account and store up as you go. So essentially, you can do. $25 card gift card things and just keep building it up. But that is just a savings account that eventually will allow you to book something. It's something far in advance before you even like get ready to book something. 120 days, I think. Yeah. It's the minimum. Is the minimum. You have to have it. Yeah. You have to have the online savings account at least that far in advance. Yep. Um, let's see. What else was I going to say? Oh, and then at the end of that, what basically happens is they give you a gift card out of that online savings account. So it is not money. They just give you a gift card at the end of it. So if you've got three thousand in it, you've got a three thousand dollar gift card. So that you can use to book, um, and then anything left over you can use in the parks. Um, as far as the parks are concerned, here's something that's very important to know. And I heard this off. Of, I'm gonna. Just, uh, I don't know which one it was, but Len Testa. He's uh, you know he's good at all this stuff. He told this on one of his shows. Um, if you are booking a hotel room and you're in and you've got a magic band linked to a credit card and you want to check out, but you want to use a magic or you want to use a gift card to pay for anything you've bought on your magic band. You know, you go out to eat, you're paying food, you go buy merchandise, whatever it is. Um, you cannot use a gift card to pay your ending balance. However, you can before midnight, before midnight, before the last day you check out, you have to use your gift card to pay off some of your balance. In fact, you can actually ask, and it's what's called folio. Is what when you when your folio turns over, that's the uh, end. You know, at midnight when they basically say, "Oh, you're checking out, so we're going to charge your credit card or whatever it is." You go to the front desk at your hotel that you're staying at before midnight. Pay with your gift cards. There, you can even ask your balance, and they'll give you your balance. You can pay off your balance with your gift cards. The next morning when you check out, you owe nothing that's, because you paid I, off. Because so. that's I automatically did that one. Well, I was at the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge yes. the night before, I and I didn't know anything about this. Ah, the night before, so. I just went ahead and paid off everything so yep. that the next morning, we were leaving at like 4.30 in the morning. Right. And so I just wanted to have everything clear and not have stuff at the desk. Here's, here's something. That. That's funny that you said that because now you can leave and they do not... They charge the credit card you had on file, and you can leave. You don't have to do anything anyway. Right. So in that instance, and maybe it wasn't at the time you were there, but I found that out at Pop. In fact, there were some people next to us that were trying to check out. And they said, oh, we need to check out. And they're like, you don't need to check out. You're already right. checked you just out. You check just in, leave. Check out. They've already got your information. They, you just leave. They've already got your credit card right. on file. They charge it, and you're done. No big deal. Now, I'm sure if there's extra charges because the room's a wreck or something, they'll 
they'll contact you. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you've ransacked your room, you ransacked your Mickey room. will find you. Well, you never know. Some yeah. people oh, like. Oh, no, I know. I would love to keep that Mickey-shaped uh, quilt that they have yeah. in, the, in the resort. Yeah. In the, that mattress was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, something good to know. If you have any questions about it, please email us. Um, uh, Doug actually ended up sending that to Roy and I, and we I didn't respond, but we talked about it ahead of time. And Roy had some good tips to to say in that. In fact, he probably had a lot to say about the vacation account. Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, they, yeah, there's, that's kind of the direction, though. But Roy also kind of talked to him in that direction of you can make multiple payments over the phone. Yeah. Roy had already said that, but then he I said, hey, as soon as you know this, you've put all this together as a fact, because things change. Yep. Uh, then let us know. And sure enough, Robert did the work. Yep. He asked the question, he did the work, and he brought the answer back to us. So, hey, thanks, Robert. Yep, yep. Okay, so with that said, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back with the, the main segment of the show. the dogs tear down the door and then, uh, <laughs> uh, i have a kamikaze dog that yeah continues to hit the basement door to try to open. yeah he's, he kind of flies into it like a you know the japanese like a world wrestling federation <laughs> dog or something he keeps like jumping into the ropes <laughs> what is that wonder this dog is a dachshund that keeps doing it oh geez yeah, anyway uh, all so, right well see you got that as a bonus yeah exactly. dachshunds are crazy dogs <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody so um it's a good thing uh, um Robert, you know, sent in his thing, and I'm just going to call him Rob, but uh, he's got kids, so uh, this is a show about kids for Disney. We don't cover a lot of it, but I just do want to say, if you have any questions about booking anything with kids and Disney, please email us. Um, most of the other guys will have some things to say, but since I did the most recent craziness with kids, I've got a ton of information. That's what today is all about in this show, um, kind of following up on some logistics in terms of getting around. Uh, just stuff that you got to deal with when you got kids in the parks. Um, so I've got some notes here, and Doug, shoot off any questions or whatever. And you've got grandkids, so I don't know if um, you'd be thinking about. You're going back in January, so I don't know if you'd be thinking about any of this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure some of it. Oh, that's right. You just went with. Um, how old was Ashley's young one? Was four months or Cole. something? He was four months at that. Four time, months yeah. at that time. So I don't yeah. know if you're using a stroller at that time. But uh, the next. Yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so we got into that. Yeah, the logistics of a stroller. I think yeah, I talked to deal about with that it. because I was irritated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. My irritable shows. Yeah. Anyway. If, if anyone ever notices, I'm kind of like, "Oh, Doug, you sounded angry there." And he'll get back to the resort and turn on the microphone and just be, Arr, listen. Anybody Arr, wants to listen? I hate Disney. Arr. I've got. Okay, I'm gonna stick this at the end of the show. Oh, okay, all right. It, up. it is my California review, California Grill review. And I did it sitting in the rain in Tomorrowland, waiting for us to get ready to record. Oh. And I've never played it on the show. Oh, nice. I'm going to tag it Just on to the end of the show, oh, okay. and you can listen to me, like, seed. Anyway, anyway, so. Wait a second. Was this during your favorite dance party going on oh, in the yes. background? Yes, it was. <laughs> yep. That was we joke on. about. It was raining. Yeah. And I was actually standing somewhat out in the rain. At this uh, we joke about the, uh, what is it, the Incredibles dance party, which... Doug hated because of that, but my kids love, so it's just funny because I'm at, I'm in Disney with the the dance party and I'm texting him. Pictures he sends of me pictures of this. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, it's anyway. hilarious. All right, so on to kids here. Um, okay, so strollers. We're talking about strollers, and that's the first thing I've got here on my uh, on my list to talk about. So stroller rental. Um, it is. It was fifteen bucks for just a single stroller when we went. I think the double stroller is a little bit more. Um, you can get a discount on strollers, believe it or not, and I don't know if you knew this, Doug. If you want to, you can prepay for your entire stay in advance, and they will give you $2 off per day. So that's $13, 13 a day. A day. That's, not, that's good. $13 a day. Um, five days, I mean, you're up to 10 Five bucks. days or whatever. Yeah, how many that's every day? That's another day of stroller rental. Exactly. That's so uh, that's something to, something to keep in mind, a little tip there that in case you didn't know. I did not know that. Uh, the other thing is when you are taking stroller, like you're park hopping, 
you just need to keep your receipts. Make sure you follow with your receipt. Show them the day and that you paid for it on the day. Similar to the parking thing. Um, Hopefully at similar. some point they can put this on the ban. Yes. In fact, we did not ask for that. So I wonder if I'm sure somebody's working on it just like they are working on. Uh, there's rumors. It hasn't quite come out yet, but there's rumors that they're going to be working on the bus times. Uh Whatever you call them, like the display screens that my sister found out and in Kidani Village. We talked about them a little bit, and I had them up on the website at one point. Yeah. A picture of the... But there's the there's rumors that it's going to be uh, not necessarily on the band, but it'll be on the app so that you can have that information. Yeah. I don't know. We're, so you can pull up on your phone and see it. Yeah, it'd be awesome to have well, that. Be, so, yeah, you know I mean... It'd be awesome, too, honestly. If it could tell GPS-wise that you're standing at the bus depot in Hollywood Studios that's waiting to go back to uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. And it would automatically know that well where you're standing because mm -hmm. it's marked and tell you right away. It would bring it up. How and much show you time? Right time without you having to go in and bring it up. I guarantee you, if they put it on the app, it will. And the reason I say that is, I use the app, and every time I went to use my location, it told me what park I was in and what the wait times were. I knew it automatically. I didn't have to like search. Okay, so. I'm gonna throw. Here All right, we go. go ahead. It just started. <laughs> the Apple Watch. Yes. You, you probably know something about this. Stuff. Yes. Will this app run on the Apple Watch? Um, the Apple Watch is only a limited version of the app. So it depends on how much they want to send to your Apple Watch. Because that kind of thing right there, if it just flashed? If it just flashed the time, sure. If it just flashed your fast pass coming up, yes. But it's not going to give you a whole bunch of other stuff. But like that would not, be great just yeah. as a reminder of what your fast passes were mm -hmm. or that you're standing here or wait times. Like if you put in a, a queue of your favorite rides that you didn't have fast passes for and put in a, a min or max thing, in other words, saying if the wait time falls below 20 minutes, yeah. notify me and it could throw those up. Sure. Sure. Now, this is all built into the Disney app. So the right. Apple Watch isn't going to do anything the Disney app doesn't already do now. So just keep that okay. in mind. All oh, right. So if if they've been out, in fact, I I haven't even looked. But, anyway, but I, I'm always looking for sure. Like what would the usefulness of the Disney Watch? I mean, Disney Watch, the Apple, Apple Watch, Watch. Be, and in that aspect, that would be fabulous if it did that. Certainly, because yep. I don't like. That's why I told you on the one show. I don't really get my phone out and look at it that much. Yep. And that was the reason why because I don't know. It's just one extra thing to keep pulling out, and looking at, and if I could just pull up my watch and mm -hmm. look, then. I would buy it for that alone. Anyway, okay. Sure. Back to kids and logistics. Well, yeah, a couple more stroller things to keep in mind. Uh, again, same thing happens when you leave the park and come back. Make sure you have your receipt. You do not get a, your rental back from your stroller if you don't have the receipt. We did that multiple times. Remember how I was talking on the last show with kids, taking your breaks. You buy the stroller in the morning. You leave the stroller when you leave the park. When you come back, keep your receipt. Get your receipt. Have a stroller back and you're Maybe off. get a lanyard and keep your receipt in there. Yep. And, um, you know, actually, it's easy enough with magic bands. All you got to do is keep that one receipt in your magic band and you're done. But, yeah, you're right. It'd be fine to not have a receipt and you just have the magic band. That'd be cool yeah. to do. So, um, a little bit, uh, a couple of logistics here in the Magic Kingdom. If you are riding the Walt Disney World Railroad, um, if you notice, you can't take a stroller on the Disney World unless, uh, in the, the railroad unless it's folded up. Well, the Disney strollers don't fold up they're they're i mean there is a they're thing that like the awning glass. over it but yeah it's yeah. it's hard fiberglass so it doesn't fold up don't worry about it all you have to do is again keep your receipt and with the next stop get off and there is a pile of strollers waiting for you you just pick one up and you just keep going i didn't know that at yep. all wow yep. so uh okay. that's another thing that's very very helpful um and finally one more thing with strollers and this is any stroller in general um, unless I think of more, cause there might be some other logistics with strollers like monorail. We've got on and off the monorail fine with the stroller. There's a little lip, so you got to watch it, which is just like the, if you saw handicapped wheelchairs going yep. in and off, they actually have a handicapped area where there's a ramp so they can get on, which is a reserve section. There's not for the strollers. So you kind of got to get up and over the lip, but it's, I don't know, three inches. So it's not bad unless you got a bunch of stuff in your stroller. Um, but there is stroller parking, parking areas. Now, when we were there in 2010, I remember going up to the land in Epcot. There's that big hill that you walk up and strollers were just parked on the hill. Well, Disney's changed that. There is now a stroller parking area down the hill toward the Nemo with C Seas and Friends um, Pavilion. 
They have it between that and the land pavilion, and you have to park it there. Yeah, they I will not let you in. I mean, oh, there's thousands of them there. Yeah, I remember. Thousands and thousands, yes. <laughs> um, there are these areas all over the place. In fact, uh, another one I'm thinking of right off the bat, Tangled Restrooms in the Magic Kingdom, yep. right next to the Small World and all that area. They had to basically come up with a stroller area. Well, Tangled ended up making it, and uh, everybody complains about Lots of money spent on the Tangled restrooms and they could have made an attraction. Well, it has become a very useful stroller parking area and you cannot park strollers around Fantasyland in that area. So you have to watch it. There are handicapped areas if you got um, ECVs and wheelchairs that you need to park. Those are fine. And those are marked. But it specifically says no stroller parking. So and be forewarned, if you do park your stroller somewhere else, you'll come out and it'll be gone. Yes. And there's usually a cast member there that will direct you for where your stroller is. Yes. My final point with strollers is the fact that there are specifically cast members paid to do nothing but watch the strollers. Now, they don't necessarily watch it for security reasons. They're watching it for organizational reasons. People will come in and just throw a stroller in a corner and it'll be done with. As soon as, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but as soon as you drop your stroller off, immediately there's somebody like moving your stroller. Yep. So a couple of things with that, you know, obviously make sure that you don't have valuables just sitting there. If you're going to hide them, you're probably okay. People aren't going to be rooting around in there. But there are instances where stuff gets stolen. Oh, unbelievably. People yeah. will leave their purses and, and valuables right yep. in the stroller. Yep. So be careful of that. Um, watch it that stuff's not just loose hanging there. Because, yes, cast members will pay attention to it. But stuff can fall off and can get lost. And then your stroller moves. And, in fact, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, that... We actually came across a pile of Mickey suckers that had fallen on the ground in a stroller area. Well, we had no clue where they were, and there were no strollers around but ours. So needless to say, the kids got a little magical <laughs> Mickey suckers. <laughs> but it was a loss to someone else. Yeah. And so we, uh, you know, kind of hang on to your stuff, hang on to your snacks, and watch that. So, uh, And then just keep in mind where these stroller parking areas are. You don't want to necessarily roll right up. You got one minute till your fast passes up, you are ready to go into the attraction and no strollers in this area. And it could be like, uh, often it's pavilions, you can't take stuff in. Um, I don't know, just different things. So just keep an eye out. Most of the time, I didn't want to say all the time because I wasn't necessarily paying attention this well. Most of the time they are marked and is pretty clear if you pay attention. Now the signs may be themed but it will say stroller parking and it'll give you a sign or it'll say no stroller parking and you just got to go find. Once again, ask a cast member if you uh, can't find those things. Um, I can't say enough about this next item, baby care centers. I know I said it on the last show, but um, you heard me say enough about it on the last show, Doug. Yeah. Is there anything else that you can think of that you wanted me to add? Or um, I guess I just heard somebody reiterate. Yes. That the smallest one out of all of those uh, is the one at Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios? Everything yeah. else is like a palatial palace in Hollywood. That's yeah. the one you guys did not use, right? Right. That's the one we right. never used. I don't know. Magic well, Kingdom's kind of small. Well, can you imagine if they're saying <laughs> Hollywood Studios is the smallest? Interesting. Yeah. Animal Kingdom's the biggest. Yeah. That one was they nice. They did say that. Yeah. And that's oh, that would be the one that I would... There's just no air conditioning anymore in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Honestly. Anyway, I'm going to go off into You're another tangent. tangent. So let's yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to say that just reiterating it, um, logistics wise, it's helpful to know where they are before you get to the park so that when you have that crying baby emergency or everyone's cranky and annoyed, you kind of know where it is. Or if you're like, you know, you can kind of tell the signs before your kid's starting to get angry or upset, kind of get started heading toward the baby care center. So that by the time you're to the baby care center, you can get in, relax and do that. I do have to make a plug for this because Doug will have a ton to say about it. And that is if you are not near a baby care center, which uh, like Hollywood Studios is there's only one at the front of the park. Epcot, it's kind of annoying when you're on the other end of the park and you got to get to it. Companion bathrooms. Yeah. And, uh, and restrooms, listen, before you know. anybody out there says, well, that's only for the handicapped. My son is handicapped and he has absolutely no problem. With a family going in, that's what it's for. It's a, it's a family. It's a companion bathroom, and so, like I said in the past show, don't go in there and spend a half an hour. But if you're in there for ten minutes, getting your kids together, letting them cool off, getting them a drink, and it's a nice air conditioned open area to where the family is together. You're not fighting, cramped in a stall with your child, trying to get them in and out of the bathroom, and so. Nobody wants that. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to see a family go through that. And so, yeah, go and use those things. 
Okay, logistic-wise for these things, I downloaded a, it's a disabilities map. Basically, it's uh, what somebody in a handicapped wheelchair would want. Yeah. It is a specific map Disney has. Now, you can get them at the front of the parks, but you can get the PDF before you get, I think it's on their website. Um, but it specifically marks out the companion bathrooms before you even get to the park, which is what I used before I went, and then I realized we didn't really need it. because. Yeah. But I had it in mind, because I'm already thinking of the one over by the land pavilion, right there in Epcot, that's uh, right around the corner. Um, yeah, oh, so, it's wonderful. Yeah. That's one of the, yeah, it's a nice one. There's one there, there's over by a Test Track. Uh, there's one over in there. There's yeah. I mean, they're placed. There's one up in Morocco. That's a nice one. They're they're placed all, all throughout the park. They are a lot. There's a lot of them. So yeah. you just got to find them, and they're not necessarily. I don't know. Want to say I don't know all of them, but I don't. They're not necessarily where the regular restrooms are. So no, they're not. A lot of times they're around the corner, but you're going to see them. Yeah, you're going to see them. They have a big sign marked companion bathroom beside mm -hmm. them. Yep. So. So keep that in mind. Um, a lot of these things are kind of a little bit you have to have in your mind before you get there, and it's crazy. So um, this next one. This is all part of planning. Yes. Honestly, it will make your trip so much better just to do a little planning. Uh, or a lot of planning. The more planning you do now, the less planning you have to do once you hit the parks. And it is a lot, even for us who talk about it all the time. i got to be honest, the mental planning is very helpful. In fact, if you're going on a trip... Listen back to this show, put it on your iPod, put it on your phone, listen to this show in the car on the way to Disney. It'll help. Even if you're just listening to us talk about it, then you'll get there and it'll help you. So Yeah, or as you hear us break each one of these things down, pull it out. Pull out your stroller research, your companion bathroom research, your whatever it happens to be. Yeah. And then you've got it. You're mentally, you're ready. You're ready as soon as you hit the park. Yep. Okay. Uh, this next one is something that's been around for a while, but we used it. This is for the first time I've used it, and that is the, it's the rider swap is what it's called, but it's basically a um, old school paper fast pass for you to be able to use whenever you have, um, you need to make a rider swap. So in other words, in our family, family of five, the two younger ones are too small to ride really anything with height requirements, hardly. Well, some of them is dependent. But anyway, we had at least one that could not ride. We had the option to walk up as two adults, you know, my wife and I, walk up to the Fast Pass kiosk or wherever they, the cast member is at the front of the ride, ask for a rider swap. They will hand you a lanyard. On the lanyard, it'll have like the special rider swap, whatever it is. And then when you get up to another cast member, they will hand you a rider swap ticket. And the ticket will allow you to come back at another time with the other adult, usually. But it doesn't say, it's really no specifics, um, it just will say, uh, this ticket allows you to come back with up to three people. It doesn't say anything other than that. The other thing that's awesome about these rider swaps is the one that we got, and I don't know if they're all like this. We went to Soren, we did a rider swap, and I was like, man, we're running out of time. I don't know how long. I looked at the rider swap ticket. Expires 15 days from today. So I could have said, oh, we, we're coming back tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I could have got it at the beginning of the trip. You know, obviously it's not good. The point of it is, and hopefully no one's taking advantage of it, but the point of it is now my wife can go with the kids or I can go with the kids and we can do it and we don't have to, you know, the little one can sit while the other ones ride. And the cool so thing wait, is... Wait, go through this again. Okay, so let's... Who's sitting with who? Tell me how all of this works. This is how it works. Half of the adult, usually it's two adults, so one adult goes with the kids that can ride the first time. That's when you ask for the rider swap. They give you the rider swap ticket. You go ride the ride. You come out. You've You're got, still getting in line and waiting and everything. You are still getting in line and waiting. However, you can get a fast pass. You know, I've scheduled a fast pass. Here's what we did. I scheduled a fast pass for Soren, for Nevaeh and I. We went on Soren and I said, can I get a rider swap? At the front of Soren, they gave me the thing. I went through and eventually got the rider swap ticket. We rode. I came out, I handed my ticket, I handed the rider swap, or at least showed my wife, hey, look, I've got the rider swap. It doesn't expire for 15 days. Now you can go ride it with Nevaeh because Nevaeh was allowed to ride it again because the rider swap is meant for. On the same fast pass? It is, yeah, okay, so. <laughs> Sorry, man. Nope, nope. Okay, I'm trying to grasp this here. A rider swap is a piece of paper that is essentially the old fast pass system. Okay. So it is a fast pass. That allows you to skip the line and go down the fast pass line with okay. that ticket. 
Okay, Does that gotcha. make sense? Yes. No. But the first time through, it can either be a fast pass because I've scheduled it. Yeah. Or it could be a Rory regular line. It doesn't matter. It's a rider swap. Okay. Getting the rider swap is the same way. Okay. So does that make sense yep. now? Yeah. So what's the cool thing is Nevada gets to ride Soren two times with actually different parents. Different parents. Yeah. And uh, and I get to you know I then I stay with the kids the second time around. So okay. we ended up saving it and did it three days later or something like that. So we didn't That's have to worry awesome. about it. Or it, actually you can do it in the morning and do it in the afternoon. I, you know I never even had somebody around me even ask for that. Ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I thought about it, but I don't. I don't uh, know anything about it. I don't it. know if it's widely it. used. I mean, it's not necessarily because I think a lot of people may think it's gone since the old fast pass system is yeah. gone. Maybe they think the rider swap just went with it or. Interesting. Yeah, I, honestly, with all the people I've had around me, I've never heard a person ask. Okay. Ever. All right. So anyway, utilize that. Uh, if Rob's listening, and he probably already knows about it. But anyway, pass it along to your uh, your people with uh, kids and that can't write it. And uh, it's, it's a good, it's a really awesome thing to be able to use. Okay. So uh, just some other random things that I kind of put down here. Um, characters with kids. I kind of talked about that in the last show when I was talking about kids. Just kind of be aware of what your kids are afraid of. You know, generally the face characters are uh, the ones with human faces are going to do a lot better with kids because they're humans um, dressed up as opposed to, you know, Mickey Mouse is probably fine. They're used to that. But, you know, if you get in front of the villains, those can be a little scary for the kids. So just be cautious of that. Kind of have an idea before you get into the parks. It's helpful. You know, visiting Santa Claus is always helpful. The Easter Bunny, that kind of stuff in normal day. Then you can get there, and our my kids were fine. And so just we don't, don't force to... your kids. Yes. If they're not into it, just forget it and move on. If they aren't, and you want to try, and you can do it, go ahead and do it for yourself. I can't tell you well, how I many adults the... run up and go to do the I characters. I know that the too. cast members are very well trained. Yes. And uh, the fact that if your child is on the fence, it's amazing how they can pull them right in yes. and have fun with them. So. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Um, thinking of what to fast pass ahead of time, thinking about the rider fast, the rider swap option and the fact that there's height restrictions. Also think about, uh, you know, just what attractions might scare them. And the reason I say this is because we did, you know, I bringing tough to be a bug up again, but you know, it's just kind of one of those things that it's probably the, it's probably the number one kid scare because it's got no height requirement and people go into it and they think, well, you, ah. think you think it's just a show. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, you walk in, it's like, oh, it's a little mermaid. Yeah. And then it Not all so falls much. apart. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So just kind of be aware of those things. Um, there's actually, I heard a story. I can't remember what it was. I think it was my, uh, some of my wife's cousins who we were visiting in Tennessee on the way, but they said that they had a. I think he was a five-year-old. He actually went on Everest, but they weren't sure he had ever done a roller coaster before, and he got off shaking because he had never been on a roller coaster before. Well, it might be a good idea to break them in easy, do yeah. the barnstormer, do something smaller before you just kind of jump on Everest. Wow. Um, so, uh, you know, <laughs> that's another thing to kind of, you know, it's too Animal yeah, Kingdom. it's called Goofy's Barnstormer. Try yeah. that. Maybe. Yeah. Now, maybe they hit the uh, Animal Kingdom first. Instead of going to the Magic Kingdom, but I don't know. There's other options in Animal Kingdom. Triceratops spin. Yeah. There is the uh, oh, what's it called? The di- the, the, the yeah, the primeval whirl. Primeval whirl, which uh, has a high. Actually, I think that's the highest height requirement in Animal Kingdom. Believe it really? or not, really, it's 48 inches. I'm pretty sure, which is higher than Everest. Everest is 44, I believe. So that's oh. that's interesting. Uh, but anyway, kind of keep that in mind. Um, let's see. Anything else I want to cover that I missed on the last show? Just kind of trying to go through my notes. Something that we did, um, this is not necessarily kids, but it is very, very helpful when it comes to heat. Disney is hot most of the year. Um, when you go, we did this and it was awesome. Buy a spray fan. If you know anything about a spray fan, two AA batteries. It's got a water in it. It's got a fan. You flip the fan on. You squirt the water, and it squirts through the fan, and then you're even if the mist, mist never touches them. Yeah, because you had um, uh, it's hooked to the front of the stroller by even misting out in front of them. It'll cool the air around them by ten degrees. Yes, and we used it all the time. I believe the spray fans. Don't quote me on this, but I'm thinking they're like fifteen bucks <laughs> at Disney, something yeah. like that. I'm. 
Maybe it maybe it wasn't quite as that with much. anything. This is something you want but to buy before I, you get to the park. I'm serious. Like we bought these spray fans at like a grocery store at Walmart for like two dollars. Yeah. So plus the batteries. Um. So anyway, keep that in mind when you're there. Now they are official Disney fans, and who knows? Maybe they're a little better than the cheapo Walmart brands. But regardless, we dropped ours like ten times, and the batteries were spilling out all over Main Street, USA. We <laughs> put them back together and just kept going, and the fans were working great. So, cool. um, those were cheapo fans. Uh, so just kind of keep that in mind. Now, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but our kids did well in the heat. I'm thinking because we did that, we bought them Gatorade. We had them, you know, we had them ready to go and they were enjoying themselves. Um, and there are, there are, I do have a couple other thoughts about the heat and that is the time of year. But we will cover that on another show when we uh, talk about kind of the best times of year to, to do. And uh, anyway, go look to forward, the look yeah. forward to that as another show. And I wanted to wait for Roy and, and Cameron too to to get back on that um snacks is a very important thing we talked about that before but just know what snacks to bring you know your kids they, you know. know what they like you know what they're like don't try to force feed them this healthy stuff when they are walking by this uh ice cream stand or this waffle maker thing or there's a popcorn cart or look at those hot dog stands you know you kind of gotta keep that in mind um yeah we, we'll talk about this on the food show but i was surprised again at the smells that um, Disney sprays out. And then you kind of get the cravings of the smells. And so, um, you know, another thing I heard somebody mention a long time ago is if they have a small stuffed animal that they like, have them bring it with them, attach it to them or the stroller or something in some way. So it's not dropped and lost. Yeah. But a lot of them tend to not want to sit in the stroller that long because it's uncomfortable for them. They don't want, it's new, but if you give them their stuffed animal, then all of a sudden it's kind of like they have a friend riding along with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they tend to relax and rest and stuff a little better in the stroller. It's funny. You're not even looking at my notes and my next note says when to buy toys. So. <laughs> We've been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, here's, the, here's a couple thoughts with toys. Number one, don't go into a gift shop in the parks right away or even in the parks. Worry about the gift shop stuff after the fact. Now, yeah, maybe you want to go browse or whatever you want to do. Try to get the kids to have snacks and watch the entertainment on Main Street or do something else with the kids while you go into the shop if you want to. Because as soon as they go into the shop, they're going to be kind of like, oh, I want this toy. I want that. We ended up on our day off. I don't know if you listened back to that show. We took a day off in the middle of our week. We did the shop stuff then. We went to downtown Disney. The Disney stores there. The kids got to spend two hours looking around at toys and all that kind of stuff. Um, so they didn't have this toy fix when we're in Magic Kingdom. And in fact, I don't think we even went into a gift shop in the Magic Kingdom or, or any of the parks just just because we didn't. We were riding attractions. We were, and they had you know, their fill. And they had their fill. Yeah, they weren't hammering for it. In fact, they weren't hammering for snacks. So it was a, And maybe our kids were younger and they weren't necessarily into the materialistic oh, side Nevada. of it. Yeah. She's around that age. But yeah. you had already got her, her Magic Man. Mm-hmm. So. The other thing we did on the trip is we decided to go to the dollar store and get dollar toys. We learned this from Patty. If you if you listen to back to any shows with Roy and Patty, Patty's always got these kid ideas. Go to the dollar store, get your kids Disney toys for a dollar. We bought them like 10. And so on the trip down, we gave them a toy like every couple of hours. It helped with the car ride. It's true because you guys, that's right, you drove. We drove. It helped with the car ride. Um, Patty likes to give, uh, when we were there with uh, some other, the other family in 2009, um, she likes to give a toy a day. So in the morning you wake up, you're getting ready to go to Animal Kingdom, give the toy then, and then they're kind of like, they have something to play with while they're on the bus or whatever that is. It kind of feeds off that, I want to buy the expensive toy at Disney World kind of phase. So um, something very... Very helpful. This is um, this is the woman that makes Roy so wonderful. Yes, <laughs> and he will say uh, yes something to that. He's probably listening to this saying yeah. that. So, um, other than that, you know, the, a lot of those things are kind of in the parks and kind of prepping before you get to the parks. One of the biggest, probably, and this has to be done early, is figure out what kind of room you want to book when you go. Um, I learned quickly and easily from experience just this last trip. We, if you didn't listen to the last show, so we were off site, but we had bedrooms available. So the kids had a bunk bed in their room and they had their own room. And then we had our own room. And then we bought uh, one night with two double beds in Pop Century. And that was not as good as having the separate rooms. (laughs) Needless to say. Wait a minute. You're trying to say that being cramped into one box 
with the kids was not as nice as separate bedrooms and it, doors and stuff separating. Yeah. Come on. It wasn't actually thinking about it. It wasn't so much the space because we live on top of each other anyway. It's not a big deal. It's no big deal. The problem was the nap times and the noises. The yeah. noises kept each other kind of up and annoyed and interacted. And, oh, you know, Adam. there's things. We have to talk about Universal's Cabana Bay Suite. Oh, okay. seriously, look at the video. It's amazing. Okay. How the room is separated up with doors okay. and how the kids can be sleeping in bed and you can be out in the living room watching TV on a separate TV. Sure. And, and how the bathrooms, it's, they're all separated. The shower. Is it is like a DVC resort? Is it like, uh, like a two bedroom? Is it like no, a two? No, it's a, no, it's a suite. But a two-bedroom okay. DVC place is like a suite, I think. Yeah, I guess, but it's not separate like bedrooms. You have the sliding door. So you have a living room, uh -huh. okay, living room and kitchen area Yeah. with the little bar area, okay? And then there's a sliding door that you can open, and then you see the two beds there. Okay. You walk forward, look on your right-hand side, and there's the, the bathroom sink. Okay. On your left is the shower area. Yeah. On your right is the toilet area. Both of those are also closed in by doors. Okay. All right. So... Well, we can't anyway, we can't speak of the U word yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> sorry, Roy. <laughs> Roy is cursing us right yeah. now. No. Roy just Roy just went straight from the uh, his wife is wonderful to uh, turning the podcast off. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, he's making notes for the next show what to say against us. So, um, honestly, so to to make a long story short, we had an example of a one bedroom shared space for one night. And my wife said, we're not going to do more than one night ever again, which was fine. It wasn't a big deal. But we learned from that experience. I am passing that on to you. Consider that when you guys go. Um, the best thing I would say to you is before you spend the money at Disney, go take a short trip somewhere and get a hotel room with your kids and see how it goes. See what you can do. Think of one day, multiply it by the seven days or how many ever you're staying and think through that. And uh, I think plan to not spend much time in the room. There's other stuff, even after dark. Wear them down and then bring them in, get them in their baths and put them to sleep. It helps. It helps. <laughs> but when you have a six-month-old that needs to take a nap and the other ones are up running around and want to go swim and the six-month-old wakes up because the other ones are up running around, that's the different story. Okay. Now, not that we had that per se because our situation was a little different than that. The six-month-old kept the other ones up. So anyway, um, that's the kind of the scenario uh, just to kind of keep in mind. It's also kind of helpful to have two bathrooms. And I'm going to say this right here. Um, the Wilderness Lodge cabins are a great thing. And they have separate bedrooms, but they only have one bathroom. But they're so, so expensive. They're not that expensive. They're, they're considered like a... Three or $400 a night, aren't they? No, nah, you can get them for 200 Okay. Yeah. You can get them, you can get them almost. They're cheaper than an animation resort. I should resort. find them for $200. Animation yeah. Suite. They're cheaper than an animation oh, yeah. suite. Animation, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, an animation yeah. suite, that's a value. Animation you know, Suite is so. outrageously expensive. It just is. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. It's it's more expensive uh, when you than. You're talking $350 moderates. a night. I sure. Mean, that's beyond a moderate price. I can get a moderate. It is. the time for under $300. It's more like two values together, which yeah. really it is. So, anyway. Um, so that's really just all I wanted to say. So when you consider that, think about your value resorts, think about renting DVC points. Think about, think about this, think about a suite. Now I actually checked into this cause I'm thinking about our, our trip here in two years. Did you know, and I don't know if you know this, all-star music has suites. Yes. Yes. And Coronado Springs has, has suites. suites. Yep. So those are already there before animation. So those are an options. In fact, um, All Star Music has cheaper suites than animation. Than animation. Well, now they're well, not as good, but they're pretty close. Well, so here's what I've learned with so. most kids: they're not noticing a whole lot about the exactly. Family. And so they're really just wanting to get their bath and go to sleep. And so what you want is separation. So uh, you know, probably we just talked about a place where they can sleep and to pay a hundred dollars a night extra. So that you can have a Cars Land theme or something like that. It might be cool one night to you, but to the kids, eh. If you, I, all I gotta say, if you, is you want that, get take, it. No, I mean, if you want that and you want to stay on the budget, get the cheap one. Drive over to the Cars Land and go visit it. That's what go. I would say. Yes. In fact, Pop Century. Take Pop Century and walk across the bridge. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we did. We well, we didn't yeah. do that. We drove yeah. around and saw it. But anyway, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. We can see this. But anyway. 
we didn't end up spending a whole lot of time on property in the resorts, uh, but that's the end of my notes. That's kind of the, the part two logistics planning with kids. I don't really have any more shows necessarily, unless anybody wants to write back. Um, just email us podcast at these amazing places.com and we will put it on a show. I will also write you back, which I got to say this. I can't tell you how many times I've emailed other podcasters and it's fine. They've answered my uh, questions on the show. But I never got an email response back to kind of say, hey, it's on the show or anything like that. It's yeah. Like, huh. Okay. Well, thanks anyways. But And if you're a podcaster out there, by all means, it's no offense to you guys. But uh, I think it's just that added, it's like plussing it. When Disney pluses it, they provide customer service. I'm a firm believer in that in everyday life anyway. Uh, that's what I do on my job. That's what I do with my family. I want to provide that. So we are here to help you guys. If you have any questions... We'll respond back. We'll talk to you. We'll talk about it on the show. Let everybody else and, know about it. And, and as we've said since the beginning, we don't know everything. Nobody can know everything because cha- things are changing. I guess some people, if this is their business and they're working in it every single day, uh, such as a travel agent or something like that, then they're going <coughs> to know a lot. But not even can they know everything at every moment. And so that's why <coughs> sometimes working together with other people that are working through a scenario and communicating with us at the same time, that's great. Yep. So so between the four of us, I'm sure we'll get you some answers. If you have questions about Disneyland at the same time, yeah. shoot them over. Cameron will cover them. And if not, um, we will definitely force his hand at covering them, even if it's yeah. kids stuff, because um, there's the next show. I got to travel to Disneyland to do the kids show. I want to go gotta there do and it. actually stay in. Yeah, there's... Oh. I have so much stuff floating through my head about Disneyland. So, yeah, I'm seriously considering Disneyland. The only thing I'm down to now is do I make the drive out there or do I fly? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the drive could be a big part of the experience, but that experience could either be wonderful or a nightmare. <laughs> and so. Well, on that, we'll report to uh, next year when Doug does it. There we'll we go. See what, we'll see what happens on the show. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I think that's. That is it. We are good. We're out of here. Hope you have a great week. Uh, Stay tuned to other things. Uh, Stay tuned to Cameron's visits to Disneyland and uh, hear all about the 60th uh, anniversary celebration from Disneyland. And as always, we'll be uh, headed on our Disney World trips. January is our next one with Doug going. And then uh, Roy and I have plenty more to talk about from our previous trips with uh, different stuff. So, All right, guys. See ya. Have a good week. Sitting in a corner in Tomorrowland, uh, over by where the Galaxy Theater used to be, uh, and by uh, Carousel Progress. Uh, the reason why I'm sitting in the corner is it's raining, and this is a dry area to sit. So we're kind of waiting to begin recording a show, and we got about 20 minutes, I say, I think, before we start recording, and we're in a downpour. So anyway, thought I would. Uh, touch base with you and the Incredibles dance party continues Uh, so anyway uh, I'll be back maybe with some more stuff or this will just become a bunch of tidbit audio as we go along Uh, I'll give a quick review on a couple things might as well while I'm here ate at the California Grill tonight the California Grill was great Uh, first thing that I can tell you is the food was amazing Uh, really good food Uh, portion sizes didn't seem all that large but the portion sizes um, we're just right because it's quality food so it actually fills you up anyway uh, the, the biggest thing that we had with that and a lot of people can say I'm a dummy because of this but I did not know that you had to go to the second floor and check in before you could um, before you could go up to the 15th floor and so uh, I was stuck in the elevator with about nine other people who didn't know it either nobody could understand why the elevator would not go up to the 15th floor so uh, since it seemed to be not just me, but a lot of people. <laughs> and that elevator, uh, and that elevator could not understand what was going on. I thought this would be something I would throw into the show. Other than that, uh, the platform for viewing up there was great. Off some video of it, showing the bungalows and some other stuff from up there. Uh, the restaurant itself, 
we actually were able to sit and just converse after our dinner and didn't feel rushed to be out of the restaurant or anything. So I really uh, thought that was a great thing by the staff that was there. Uh, at that level of restaurant, you would expect that they're going to run everybody out immediately, and they did not. So I wanted everybody to know that was a great meal. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, <laughs> let's see here. We also stopped at a couple of kiosks today at the Flower and Garden uh, Festival. Uh, these are food kiosks. Uh, in that, let's see, we stopped at the China one and got the Kung Pao. Uh, Kung Bao uh, steamed bun, I think is what it's called, something like that. That was very good, but it was $5.75. Um, we stopped somewhere else too, I can't remember offhand right now, as I'm standing here in the downpour what it was, so I'll talk about it maybe more later when I can remember it. Um, but I just figured that uh, we actually just went over and ended up eating uh, the shawarma combo platter at, at um, oh, holy cow, Tangerine Cafe because it was just a better deal at $14.99 than to continue to go to the kiosks and sp spend six to $8 for little little portions in each place. So uh, my son and I went there and split the shawarma platter and it filled us both up. So I wanted you to know that also. Um, trying to think. Nothing else that I can throw in there right now uh, that we're, yeah, I could have reviewed. Finally made it into the um, Wonders of Life Pavilion, so that was great. I haven't been in there since 1998. So I got, I'll get some video of that, get that up so everybody can see it if you haven't already. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll talk about that a little more. Alright, uh, until later, I will uh, turn this recorder back on again at some point, and we'll do this again.